Welcome to the e-commerce merchant memo. I'm Ben Verdi Chapman of High Conversion. We're an e-commerce intelligence platform and my goal is to brief you on the fascinating tech and innovations influencing how people shop online today. This is all recorded live and I hope I can give you some insights that are gonna help you make more money online. In this episode, I'm gonna explore three topics that all members of an e-commerce team would benefit from understanding. Firstly, the advantage of adapting to customers rather than simply reacting. What kind of experience does the individual shopper want and how does a company deliver it? Number two, taking the guesswork out of optimization through continuous testing and learning. Number three, why generating more traffic uh, and other marketing strategies have a law of diminishing returns and what can be done to recover lost revenue. So let's jump into the first one. Why is optimization such a high priority for e-commerce brands or rather why isn't it such a high priority for e-commerce brands when it should be? The window of opportunity to make a sale in e-commerce has shrunk to mere seconds, nanoseconds in some cases. It can be argued that it doesn't matter how good a store's infrastructure, fulfillment and support are, nor how much money is spent on marketing. The ultimate fate of a brand's e-commerce success lies in those last few clicks or taps where visitors form their own split-second impressions. These directly affect revenue per visitor, as I've spoken about in other episodes, conversion rate, cart abandonment rate, and many other important metrics. If the impression is negative, the sales opportunity is lost. This reality holds true both for new and returning visitors. That's why customer experience you know, this umbrella term that covers hundreds or even thousands of elements on a given website that can affect the outcome of a visit has actually become such a dominant and determining factor of success for so many online stores. You know, the obvious example there is Amazon being a clear leader. But what many brands are missing, however, is a way to effectively measure these crucial moments where customers make the decision on whether to buy or not to buy, such as checkout. As long as this remains the case, the big players in e-commerce may continue to widen the gap. The room for improvement is tremendous, however. Uh, Just consider the average website metrics for e-commerce. Bounce rate, 60%, meaning that only 40% of visitors go beyond the first page. Cart abandonment, 69, well, basically 70%, meaning that only 30% of all visitors who add a product to the online shopping cart complete that checkout. Conversion rate, this is painful, 1.6%, meaning that 98, basically most of your visitors never buy anything. Needless to say, site conversion rates and other metrics rank at the top of e-commerce priority lists. Um, Whenever I talk to new prospects, you know, These are the things that they're they're most concerned about. And if they're not, they soon are after they see um, their own data. So optimization tools like A-B testing or multivariate testing, you know, target and personalization are implemented by many companies. But how many of them really understand the potential of this technology? This is an ongoing challenge for our own platform and a lot of the players in the market. How do you really communicate that value? So big reputable companies and well-funded startups 
have created a perception that customer experience optimization problems are easily solved through the use of point solutions. Basically, their marketing departments have sold us on how easy this is. Theoretically, the only thing left for online brands to do is to cure a budget, select the right vendor, and then magically maximize their revenue. Unfortunately, the reality is completely different. So that brings us on to our second topic, which is you know, what I'm calling these static methods. Um, are, you know, are they enough to keep up with the dynamic shopper of today? So e-commerce optimization used to be done in isolation on an island or with only the own company's data in mind. Uh, more recently, however, merchants have expanded to compare their data with others. So looking at how their competition or their industry is performing as a whole. And this has really had a compounding effect on growth. An example of this is the Mobile Optimization Initiative, a program in which hundreds of prominent brands have been teaming up to tackle the biggest challenges facing e-commerce uh, visitor experience. This includes uh, the huge gap between mobile and desktop version uh, conversions and why is it happening. Basically, uh, traffic is three times as much on mobile three times as less conversions compared to desktop. So there's this huge disparity between revenue actually being built through those mobile shopping experiences. Um, there's actually a lack of meaningful e-commerce specific analytics. There's a lot of generic tools out there um, which you can kind of jimmy around to kind of make work for your site. But if you don't have a, an e-commerce focused analytics tool or product, um, you're going to be missing out on a lot of the accuracy and the, the measurement, the tracking events which are required throughout these purchase processes. For instance, the checkout, very complicated to track. So you need some real specialist implementation there. And the inability to effectively scale, you know, this is especially a challenge for smaller merchants. You may start doing some manual uh, optimization, but then as you grow, it becomes harder and harder to really scale that across your, your um, visitor base. So A-B testing and other conventional solutions were designed uh, for customer behavior that existed in this kind of old economy when customers went through, you know, kind of sequential steps in the sales funnel. So whilst testing is still undoubtedly a powerful tool, it needs to really be continuous and adaptive rather than periodic um, and static. And, you know, this is really how merchants are going to get the most benefit moving forward. Uh, one example here is our friends over at Price Stack, really interesting uh, AI pricing optimization uh, product. And their CEO, Ian, has this to say. Did you know how Amazon tests prices? 20 years ago, they used A-B tests and drew fire for doing so. Nowadays, they periodically change prices and put products on sale. They compare the resulting sequential sales data versus product price and use machine learning to account for seasonality and trends. It's the consumer friendly way to test prices. He goes on then to explain how price stack um, can actually be used to do this for platforms like uh, Shopify. So he, his argument is don't waste time on creating AB tests, use a modern solution that really unlocks the value of your data. So on the technical front, the methodologies used by these vendors um, are deeply rooted in statistics used for a static world. To illustrate this point, some vendors are differentiating their products by claiming that they have invented a new formula for statistical confidence that requires a smaller sample size and consequently less time to reach statistical confidence results. 
In this process, they may be creating a false sense of security that statistical confident um, historically results are certain to persist in the future. So basically, they're suggesting that if you start to get winners with a smaller sample size, then you're always going to get winning tests. And that is not the case. Uh, today's reality is that certainty of future results simply does not and cannot exist. In this new economy, e-commerce sites are in a constant state of flux. Why? Because their visitors are in a constant state of change. More so in 2020 when the majority of your visitors will be new, not only to your brand, but often to online shopping. Teams need a better way of bringing sales, marketing, design, development and finance together in order to evolve with the customer rather than constantly catch up. Every engagement with online visitors can be a learning moment. So allowing brands to really uncover what's unique about their visitors and identify new directions for their product strategy. So my third point is, where does marketing fit in with all this optimization talk? Uh, there's long been a debate in e-commerce about whether it's smarter to invest in marketing or optimization, e.g. more traffic or improving customer experience. While bringing in more site visitors may seem attractive to merchants as a way to increase revenue, and look, it's important. You have to have throughput. You have to be able to build an audience. Um, however, eventually, you're going to be paying more and more to see the same return as you grow. So that probably becomes unsustainable. Uh, this is not to say that boosting traffic is a bad investment, it's just it isn't sustainable without first keeping your existing visitors happy. That's where optimization comes in, especially if all your visitors are new. You know, once you've sold a client, there's a, you know, it becomes somewhat easier to maintain them and retain them. And that's obviously where you want to compound your growth. But new visitors is where you're going to see new growth, new revenue. And that's why there's a real huge untapped opportunity in that new visitor cohort. Um, so in order to avoid these diminishing returns, you need to understand the behavior of your customer and even more importantly, adapt as their preferences also change. By doing so, you can consistently improve, sorry, you can consistently provide an excellent experience and retain existing customers as ad spend brings more visitors to, to your site. Instead of debating over which is the better investment, E-commerce teams should instead focus more on how they can get the most out of marketing and optimization working together. There's a relationship to be built here. Now, all that said, um, you know, I'm starting to put a name on this, which is called e-commerce intelligence. And uh, I think it's important as well to understand this concept um, before you kind of jump, jump into testing or running this full analysis. Um, it's, you know, it's a typical issue because you know, too often the initial goal is to create a boost in conversion rate or sales or some other vital metric rather than focusing on a long-term solution. Um, the investment is often made into a short-term fix. We've been, in, you know, we've been indoctrinated to think there's uh, you know, kind of a magic potion that can just magically increase your conversion rate and keep it there. Um, so in order to create a foundation for this concept of e-commerce intelligence, uh, your team should you know, instead start asking a few key questions. You know, how are you collecting your checkout, your product, your car and other shopping data? You know, what KPIs do you have set? How are you measuring these things? And is your data accurate? And how do you know? 
The answers to these questions could help in building a foundation for your optimization strategy that isolates common pain points your visitors face um, with every visit. Neglecting to address these obstacles through deep analyses and experimentation makes it extremely difficult for merchant teams, uh, especially those without considerable resources to really control the chaos. Um, so let, let's look at a quick example of how complicated setting up just one aspect of an e-commerce site can be. Um, so what I have here is I have a table um, which shows uh, the different payment, digital payment uh, configurations available to the average merchant. Um, and, you know, there's kind of an, a scope of experimentation. So you can basically tweak different aspects of the of this payment setup. For instance, you know, the number of payments that you um, you show, you know, the type of payment, uh, the layout, tagline, label, color. I actually went through this in a previous episode. So this uh, number of variations creates a compounding, uh, com you know, a compounding uh, model of uh, combinations and it quickly gets into the millions. So, you know, if you have, let's say a dozen different variations and you begin to combine those together, you, you know, you get up to about 2 million possible variations of just your payment method, uh, the presentation of that on the page. So it's a real challenge and no, no one person or one team can manually figure this out. Um, and, you know, because visitors are more likely to convert when they actually see a payment method they trust um, and and cart abandonment rates are higher when they don't this this one step alone could you know make or break the entire shopping experience um, that's just one small piece of your site so it's instances like this that bring to light how critical it is to know how your visitors are interacting with your site how they prefer to pay what makes them turn into you know, turn to a competitor, say, go to another site if they make it easier, and countless other variables that all own an important stake in determining a brand's overall success. So building e-commerce intelligence is a marathon, not a sprint. And analytics are no longer just about the raw data, but it's about the insights you can get uh, from that data in order to build a better relationship with your customer. Mm -hmm.